0: Good evening. Welcome to the Don Diva Coaching Talk Radio Coaching Evening Edition. We'll start off this evening with the dynamic coaching hot topic of the day regarding stress and what it does to the body and also getting hooked. What I mean by that is you have to get yourself unhooked from being stressed all the time or constantly being in a a stage or a, a movement of constant stress balling and things like that. But what we want to do is idealize on finding the the ways that you're thinking that cause you the stress and then what you have going on in your life, lifestyle, or things that are external that may be causing those levels of stress and how to de-stress and self-care in the middle of that. But we're going to start off our session with, as usual, our affirmations. I like to do that because that sets the tone and allows us to think positively and also to de-stress. So... With that, let's start off with, I am self-confident. I am witty. I am calm. I am abundant. I am respected. I am prepared. I am light. I am awesome. I am okay. And then let's go right on into our material. The reason why I like to go in on about stress is that it is one of those types of things that you either will learn how to manage it or you'll learn how to take a grasp on it and really understand that you have to get hooked. And with that, we talk colloquially of being hooked by your mind or hooked by thoughts. By which you mean you get all caught up in your thoughts and have an extra strong influence over your actions. And that's one of the things about stress is that stress can have us determine whether or not we have a good outcome versus a positive outcome versus a negative outcome. And part of the problem is with that is that a lot of people get hooked into staying in a constant colloquial conundrum or cluster of fluff and continuing to stay in that moment of being stressed instead of finding solutions and things like that. And the reason why I like to talk about it is because stress has a major effect on the body. And then we'll go back into getting hooked, to how to get unhooked from being stressed. Now, the things that stress does to the body is that it affects your skin. Think about this. Your skin pales as blood pressure is diverted from vital organs. And if you think about it, Every time you get stressed, what are you doing? You're not breathing right. You're not eating right. You're not taking care of yourself in self-care. And that's part of the thing we're going to as well about self-care. Your heart. It begins to pound. And it sends blood around your body and carrying sugar and energy and hormones. Example, adrenaline. When you have too much adrenaline going through your body, you end up being overstressed. Or you end up having a level of where your human systems, your body tends to cut up on itself and do a lot of different things that it normally wouldn't do. And what you want to do is keep that from happening because you know, God knows that you don't want to be in a moment and have a panic attack somewhere and end up with your heart palpitating and adrenaline rushing. And you just end up either fainting or you end up having a panic attack right there. Also, here's another thing, your muscles, they tend some readiness for action. So staying in constant fight or flight is not good. It really patches your body, your parasympathetic nerve and your sympathetic nerve. And what you don't want to do is continue to build up that cortisol, which feeds the adrenaline. Then you end up being extra stressed, overstressed, and sometimes, like I said, getting to a point where you're having like a complete total meltdown. You never want to get to that point. Digestion. It affects your digestion tract. It, the process is shut down as blood diverted. Elsewhere, and your mouth goes dry, avoiding extra fluids to the stomach. And with that, you don't want to throw off your digestive tract. Once you start doing that, you're going to start seeing yourself feeling bad. You know, certain things get affected by stress. You'll tend to have ulcers, or you'll tend to have headaches, or things like that. And long term, it does have effects on your body. The body begins to turn on itself. Then you got to think about your secondary stress responses your muscles, your lungs, your liver. You know, different things like that. And when you're having liver, bodily functions and things like that, fats and enzymes, proteins, things that are normally broken down, do not do that. They actually deplete your energy when you're stressed. So you got to think, if my body's stressed out, how's my body breaking itself down correctly? Like it's supposed to instead of breaking me down, mentally, emotionally, mind, body. And with that, you want to say, in any situation, what does your mind manage to hook you into? Are you constantly hungry them into like what I call woe is me-ism or always God, you know, things are not working out. Kind of like your self-deprecating thoughts and things like that. And then what sort of things does it say in order to hook you? Like in your mindset, mind, body, like we talked about the other day and connecting the dots. And then how do you manage to unhook yourself? What I want you guys to know is get you a tracking sheet. And I have those for sale and available on DonDivaCoaching.com. You'll be able to pull those up under products and whatnot. And that's going to be one of the featured products that will be up for sale on, on the site. And you'll be able to get your things that you need to go and keep track of these different things. Because things you're going to have is like triggering events or situations. What did your mind say or do to hook you at that moment? Also, how did your behavior change when you got hooked? What did the actions cost you? Like literally, like we were talking about connecting the dots. You want to make sure that it's not costing you at the terms of like your energy, your money, your health, your life, your vitality, relationships and things like that. You want to make sure that you're not worsening your condition or making it. What I would like to say is I would like for you to make your conditions better, not worse. And stress affects all those different things. And you're going to get the warning signs there because the warning signs of that are that, Physically, your muscle tension, headache, sleep, disturbance, tiredness, increased breakouts, rapid pulse, nausea, indigestion, increased sweating, flushing of the body, face going hot. You know, prolonged frequent headaches, susceptibility to mild illnesses, dizziness, faintness, breathlessness, chest pain, ongoing nausea, and stomach ache. And those are the things that when you are overstressed and you're getting hooked into being constantly stressed all the time, your body always has fight or fight syndrome, and you don't want that. Also, other warning signs are that behavioral, your appetite changes, compulsive eating, impatience, carelessness, hyperactivity. You might even find poor poor productivity and low energy. And that's what I meant by sometimes you have to identify your energy zappers or people who go out their way to zap you energy and deplete you of the ability to feel comfortability or non-stressful moments. And that's where we we're talking about things that make your heart sing, because what you do not want to do is get to a point that things make your heart ache. And people shouldn't be a source of your stress. They should be the source of relieving it. Also, for work, think about how stress affects you at your job. Have you ever been to a job that's so stressful and you just get to the point that, you know, you're actually purposely on late, absenteeism, things like that? Um... Avoiding places and people, you know, irritability, sometimes being in sudden tears because you're so stressed out. And those are things that your body automatically does to relieve the stress, but prolonged, eventually that no longer works. Being irritable and constantly at a high level of stress because, again, it goes to your blood pressure, it goes to the headaches, the migraines, things like that. Then you want to think about the emotional effects that it has on you. And those things are, like they say, with mental health, it begins to affect that behavioral and emotional. And you have to think about those. Anxiety, sadness, moodiness, grumpiness, loss of sense of humor, withdrawal, feeling of isolation, low self-esteem, feelings of guilt and shame, extreme anger, like literally something that might not have been so bad ends up being like a whole monumental like complete crap show because you're just so angry all the time or you might be overreacting. You might burst into tears over the smallest little things. And that's usually your hormones being out of balance because of the stress and the levels and depths of your central nervous system and your whole body going into fight or flight mode all the time. You just kind of go helter-skelter all the time. That's where you start looking into your mental health professionals and things like that. You might even find that your libido is going down low. You might find that where you normally would have been more randy and apt to go jump in the uh, back with someone you're just kind of like nah, i'm good you know because your body's so stressed out you can't even enjoy the act of actually being with someone intimately and that's where we were talking about relationship management and maintenance and those things because if your relationship is drowning you in complete total aggravation to where you're like screaming you don't need that. You have to be able to get to a point that you're feeling flower beds of eve and that's relationships in general meaning your work relationships, your business relationships, your acquaintance relationships, your social relationships. You should be feeling like this. <laughs> You know and if you're not you need to start writing down the things that are starting to bother you and you need to identify those different things and like i said on that sheet the triggers the events the situation what did your mind do or say and how did your behavior change and then on top of that how did you manage to hook yourself from bad behaviors so start writing So in that, look at your thoughts and your perception and your depth of perception of things. Sometimes it will alter that. That's where that mental health goes into your mind, your emotional, and, you know, literally the behavioral parts of it and your thoughts and perception go hand in hand. And you have to think about how does all of that affect different things, such as your cholesterol, your blood pressure, your digestion, your heart, your skin, your muscles, your lungs, your liver. Because if you're thinking about inability to make decisions or muddled thinking, Or reduce co-coordination, creativity, becoming more vague, forgetful, negative, like you're globally just becoming so negative in everything that you do because your orbit, your world is nothing but stress. You don't need that. So what you have to be able to do is say to yourself, at that point in time, I've got to find a way to self-care. I've got to find a way to get myself in a good mode. And then on top of that, you need to be able to get into you the practice of expansion and part of that means that you're going to open up and make room for difficult feelings urges and sensations thereby allowing them to flow through you without struggle or stress and part of that is you don't have to like or want these feelings you just have to make room for them and allow for them to be there and Even though they're unpleasant, you'll still be able to muddle through them and work your way through them without becoming a complete total cluster of stress balling and where you're just like, oh my God, you know, and just, you can't win for losing. You're just at a point where everything just affects your whole body. And that's where the mind body comes into connecting those dots. And then once this skill is learned, if those feelings become a thing where they resurface or they come around, you're able to better yet say to yourself. I can rapidly make room for them and let them at least go and not staying there. That's what we meant by that other story about the monk and his protege, where he, the monk wasn't supposed to talk to women, but he carried the woman across the stream and whatnot, but he left her there, but the other monk didn't. So you have to learn how to unpack your stress and leave it there where it's at. Then you can also be able to switch your things over to invest your time and energy in doing something meaningful, life-enhancing, activities. And instead of struggling to grapple with whatever's stressing you out, you just need to be able to unpack it, leave it there to the side and say to yourself, I'm not doing this today. And then you also need to practice breathing and practice de-stressing, de-escalation mode and things like that. Then on that expansion, what you're going to do is you're going to expand your practice or your locus of control each time you go from one stressful event to the other, but you're going to figure out your date, time, and the day that it happened. And when specifically are your most stressful days, then learn those days to put self-care in there. And you can understand the feelings and sensations. How long did you practice? And then how long did it take you to struggle to switch from Stress mode to de-stress mode and de-escalate mode and then go from zero to 10 and then switch on and off and try to see exactly where you're at. Gauge yourself and give yourself time for a week, two weeks to do this to give your expansive de-stressing mode practice. Then also try to look at something for self-care that will immediately get you de-stressed. For me, it's music mp3s you know mp4 something like that some good music that allows me to kind of get down to the next level of okay i'm good you know i'm gonna do this space or go feng shui some area in your house and find a way for you to be able to self-care yourself and take yourself to that area and just de-stress Like i have a woman cave i love my woman click cave there is a point where you just have to turn off everybody leave me alone i'm going to the woman cave it's kind of like the bat cave but it's woman cave. It just helps me preserve my sanity and get myself back in the zone and then go back to my normal, regular programming. And then look at the benefits and difficulties of that. Because part of it is that you got to understand that expansion means opening and making room for difficult feelings and urges and sensations. Therefore, you're allowing yourself to own it. But say to yourself, I'm not doing this today. I'm not going to set myself on fire for anybody. I'm not going to sit here and go to a level and depth of upset, anger, and frustration, but I'm the only one who's upset, angry, and frustrated. And, you know, you just have to figure out where you're struggle busting at with that. And then say to yourself, I'm not doing this to myself anymore. I'm going to learn how to de-escalate. I'm going to learn how to de-stress. And I'm going to learn how to have a locus of control of what I can and cannot control. And that's like the serendipity thing. You want to be able to find a way for you to understand that it is important, imperative that self-care goes into that with your de-stress mode and understanding your expansion of figuring it out, expanding that down to self-care and saying to yourself, you know what, when I get stressed, I'm going to go self-care. I'm going to find something that makes me happy. And with that, I'll talk to you about self-care. In depth, because self-care is a personal health maintenance. It is an activity that prevents, treats diseases, improves, restores overall health. And there are many ways to engage in self-care. Think about what is enjoyable to you and makes you feel good physically and mentally. Now, here are some things to practice good self-care. And we'll go over this in depth and I'll kind of like let you know the different parts that are more important for you to kind of really take pointers on. First of all, learn how to relax. During the day or in the evening, take many breaks by engaging in brief activities that are calming or enjoyable. One example is taking a few minutes to breathe deeply. To do this, sit comfortably in a chair or on a mat and learn how to breathe in. Then exhale. You need to be able to do that so that you can train yourself to get into a mantra, a mindset, something that allows you to be mindful of how you're feeling so you can start decompressing, debriefing your day. Then from there, what you're going to do after you sit comfortably is, like I said, take a few breaths in, hold it, then exhale very slowly. Then relax your shoulders and your muscles as you're doing this. The key reason for doing this is you're limbering up your body so that your body can process any level of stress, but it's flowing freely. It's not bottled up while you're not breathing. You know, like when we tend to be stressed out or angry, upset, or in a mode of, I just am Cujo on steroids, you want to be able to say, Phew. and figure out what stressing me. You know, three, two, one, one, two, three. What is stressing me? Then from there, if you think about it, exercise is another way for you to de-stress. Some of you people are gym rats. And the thing is, there's nothing wrong with being a gym rat because sometimes it will help you to get yourself on. It's kind of like a gerbil. I call them rodents, but they're basically a rat. They're the rat family. But anyway, if <laughs> you think about a gerbil, you know how it's on a wheel and it's constantly going around, 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 like a gym rat on the bicycle. So you're going to be on the bicycle and you're going to keep going, keep going, keep going. But your exercise is going to give you that ability to... Relieve the stress and boost your immune system and mood. And then increasing your physical activity can reduce the negative effects of stress on your body. Like, try walking, swimming, yoga, hiking, and dancing. If you're not used to engaging in regular physical activity, start slowly. Because I'm going to tell you this. Not everybody is, like, one of those people who's got, like, that fit body from head to toe and it's easy for them to jump in the gym and not want to fall out the first five minutes you're going to work your way up with a personal trainer or someone who's going to spot you while you're doing this because the thing is you want to be you want to be not stressed by exercising but you don't want your exercise to stress you out so you've got to work your way up so even a few minutes is a great start then practice good sleeping Hygiene because good sleeping hygiene is like what I call Maslow's hierarchy needs, and it's hygiene factors. You need to be able to identify the, the hygiene factors that are going to help you to de-stress mode. So before you go to sleep, turn off your phone, turn off your iPad. You know, uh, things such as legitimately understanding that sleep helps your body restore energy and use during the day, and it's necessary to fight illness. Help yourself to get enough sleep by maintaining a sleep schedule, going to bed, waking up at the same time each night and morning, then possibly make sure your bedroom or your place that you sleep at is cool, dark, and quiet. So basically, it's turning your mind off of active mode and turning it down to like de-stress mode, let me get myself in a good area. So prep yourself about 20, 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes prior to going to bed to kind of really start winding down. Another thing is kind of try to have some healthy habits. Like your healthy habits are like your digestion, your eating and things like that. You want to drink enough water. You know, try not to be hungry or dehydrated. It impacts your physical health and mood. Limit your alcohol use and avoid tobacco if you can. And if you do smoke, reduce your smoking level. But you can still smoke if you want to. I don't recommend it to people. But if that's what you like to do, that's fine. And then... Non-prescription drug use. Be careful with prescription and non-prescription. Because here's the thing. If it's not prescribed to you, don't take it. But if it's prescribed to you, take it within reason. But take it within a reasonable amount of time that you're not sitting up there and the next day. Or you're over-medicated and you're under-rested. That's another thing that creates stress there. So you need to start looking at your time frames and things like that. And then on top of that, be aware of having a lot of caffeine and sugar that make you feel restless and on edge. So make sure you're not drinking caffeine or having any sugar intake right before bed. You're not going to bed. anytime soon, if that happens, that's like your go-to. If you get up in the morning real late and you're just feeling some type of sleepy and tired, you're just like, yo, I can't even make it. So, you know, you can't always get a five-hour energy drink. Sometimes you can yourself full of sugar and some caffeine. You're going to end up, you're like wired, like happy happy your friend. You're like, ah! you know, and you don't need to do that. So you kind of really don't want to end up crashing by the middle of the day. And then ask yourself, is there a specific step that I can take and I can take right now to address this issue? And if there's something you can control, try to take that small step to solve the issue and in a calm manner. If not, remind yourself there's nothing done right now and focus to another task or a pleasant activity that's going to get you to unwind. Then also on top of that, make sure you focus on the moment. Be gentle with yourself. Then on top of that, get organized. And then find some quiet time during the day. You have to find a way to de-stress mode. And then also start journaling these different things. And the reason why I say that, that's what's going to help you to get hooked from being unhooked into always being stressed out. And part of that is you want to get hooked to de-stressing, but you want to unhook from stressing. So that's more of a clarification for you. And with that, Instead of struggling, aim to practice at least once or twice a day, twice a week, or, you know, as you work your way up with all these different things incorporated into your de-stress mode, that you're literally getting yourself that leeway to learn how to get hooked on being not stressed, stressed out, angry, upset, emotional, and then remember how stress affects the body. Now, I'm going to give you some Ways to contact us if you need any more information, or if you're having a hard time finding things on the website, what you'll need to go to is the particular phone numbers that we have available for you call. For the local Atlanta area, it's 404-418-5104, or you can... Definitely call the main line number, which is 866-727-9323. And that's the toll-free number. And if you need to fax documents and whatnot... You need to fax them to 866-748-2551. Make sure that when you fax in your documents, you use the cover sheet and you put your name and your client number. And if you do not have a client number, just write that you actually are sending out information, what it's about, and who, what, when, where, and why. And it will come to me, and I'll definitely get back in touch with you. And also put a good phone number, contact, email, and whatnot, and how best you want to be contacted at. Or go to Facebook.divacoaching.com. Well, thank you for attending this Don Diva Coaching Talk Radio Coaching Evening Edition, and I'd like for you to attend the next edition, and it will be uploaded onto the website by at least tomorrow, and you can download it, or you can go to Apple Podcasts and or Google Podcasts, or you can go to iHeartRadio, and definitely look up Don Diva Coaching, and you will see that the podcasts are also on the actual website as well. So, again, have a good night. Thank you. I'm going to take you out of here with some good music.